Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Match Ball. Hello, welcome to the show. Sorry for the slight delay in starting. If you're watching on the YouTube live stream, we've had some technical issues some gremlins yeah which may continue so yeah if, if they do we're recording it we'll upload it straight afterwards otherwise let's plow on with the show brought to you by levi solicitors levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball for 10 percent discount on your legal fees if perhaps you want to sue a football club for the shit service they're providing for us mm-hmm. imitation of a football club here we are again it'll soon be over that's the good side of things um talk to me <laughs> well the internet problems have been the best bit of the evening mm-hmm. so that was good yeah, we're terrible, aren't we? We have absolutely no plan. Exactly the same pattern as the Arsenal game. Being dominated, early goals, stupid red cards, just piss off. <laughs> Marsh <clears throat> felt the game plan was working. For, despite for which going minutes? behind. Despite going behind early on. So I think up to the red card is the thing. He feels the performances haven't been too bad when you take away <laughs> aspects like the red cards. So what about the aspects like the the our attack? Which, I don't know. In which we have no shots. I don't know. We didn't have an attack, did we? We no. have Rafinha at right wing back. I mean, you know, it's been a big complaint all season about square pegs, round holes, but even in our maddest moments, we never put our best attacking player in defence. And I feel, you know, there's other things. We actually, the red card uh, gave us a moment's um, hope because when Furpo came on and Cock went to right back, Rafinha up front, mm. and I was like, Right, now we, we can maybe do something in this game with 10 players because the plan that somebody thinks is working very well is no longer part of this, but it didn't turn out that way. Obviously, it's 10 players. The most enough. damning thing I can say about this team across the last two games is that it makes absolutely no difference if we have a man sent off. <laughs> you can't tell. Normally, if you have a man sent off, you can see a gap somewhere. But because everyone's just in the fucking middle of the pitch getting in each other's way, it's just one less person to be stood in the middle getting they in everyone's way. They just don't know what they're doing, do they? I mean, no. it's... And it's aggravating because the, the words that keep coming up in the press conferences is going, going on the pitch with clarity, very clear. We've got to be clear about what they're doing, clear to the end of the season, we've got to have clarity. And I was watching um, Calvin Phillips running through midfield off the ball and running into the back of Dan James. Mm. And just thinking, that didn't used to happen. Yeah. Like over Even this season when it's been terrible, players were not running into each other. Melier and um, Cork getting in each other's way, like who is claiming a ball in the penalty area. Just, they don't seem to have any clue anymore what they're supposed to be doing. I don't know what to say anymore, because I feel like we're just going to say exactly the same stuff as we said last we time. We say we're going to uh, 
beat Brighton and stay up anyway. Mm-hmm. Madder things have happened. And there's almost um, creativity in cons- constraints. So if uh, we've got no Dallas, we've got no Ailing. Um, no James, no Harrison, no James, no Rafinha. No Harrison, no Rafinha. <laughs> like, it's almost, there'll, there'll be no choice in the next game. Shackleton, right back, because he's played right back and he's rapid. So he's he's born to play right wing back. I mean, he was he was messy in the uh, under 16s but he can do that. So it almost like the fewer idiotic decisions that have to get made, maybe the better if we just get it down to just the, the last eleven players and just put them on the pitch and see what happens and beat Brighton, and we might still stay up. Mm, yeah. Doesn't feel like we will. After. So if we play, if we play anything like we did tonight, yeah. We will lose those last two games. But that was yeah. that, that looks, it. Looks like a squad that is completely cooked, doesn't it? Just I, I, there's a mixture between James, who is obviously following the Marsh instruction of being really aggressive, doing a stupid tackle. Which as soon as he did it, I said red card, and it obviously was. And I, there was Calvin as well. I said that was a red card. I'll be honest. When he Why when he, it? I, I, I've not seen bad. a replay of it, but when he, I wouldn't have been surprised if he'd yeah. been sent off. He, he was both feet off the ground. He it's didn't. Not as... He kind of. He's got. He's, he still looked like he maybe got his contact was like with his calves almost. Yeah. Like he sort of scissored him, didn't he, in the middle. It's not as bad on the replay, and it's kind mm. of okay. Whereas James's was worse on the replay. Yes. Um. So, but yeah, I was thinking Calvin's is going to go, and then who else? <laughs> well, the, <laughs> take the, it in turns, lads. Well, you got yeah, you got those two doing that sort of thing, and then you've got Rodrigo just jogging about the place. Like I was saying, I said, uh, mate, was standing there saying he runs when he's pressing like a player being substituted in the 80th minute when his team's winning <laughs> just that sort of oh little little jog here we go like the ref would actually say to him you need to hurry mate come on hurry it up or I'm going to have to book you tapping his watch and that's yeah. and that's how he runs when he's pressing the so pre- brilliant thank you for that is actually a big worry and has it's been bugging me for a few games and I, I don't know enough about coaching I bow to your obviously expertise <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you if you're right. I think this might even be beyond you but um, for what I've learned when I'm trying to study what Marsh's tactics are and pressing in general, it's like you don't press the ball, you press where the pass is going to go to and you choose a player or some players who it's like when you see the right centre-back is about to pass it to the left centre-back, get to the left centre-back as soon as the pass is, is done. And that's why he talks about how um, all the players have got to be a certain distance from the players that they're they're pressing so that they're ready on that trigger. You press them. And I've been trying to watch all the games um, recently and trying to work out who is our target which player are we going to mm. press when the ball is going to them and I can't work it out normally it would be obvious What one thing is obvious that we keep doing this thing of playing the ball down the line and trying to flick it inside to a midfielder what midfielders exactly so it never comes off mm. but we keep trying it so it's like I can read that I can understand that but I'm looking for who is the pressing target and I can't see it and that's a bad sign because his whole thing is about pressing and if it's not immediately obvious what that's supposed to be working then things sort of start falling apart from there mm. before we even worry about going the other way yeah um, it's just but you could just watch the Arsenal match ball again to be honest if you wanted to but except we'd probably ended that a bit better than we did yeah yeah. in this game Chelsea are a better team than Arsenal though. yeah isn't it a bit disheartening though to to think you know when uh, when James got sent off you're like well that's that one done we'll just sit here now watch the sun go down and uh, move on to Sunday hope we can get but, something from that but we probably won't but, but equally you know. a bit like Arsenal where you went we won't get anything anyway it's not like that's really ruined what was otherwise I mean Marsh, Marsh seems to disagree he seems to think it was going well I did not think it was going well and I don't think it's gone well for quite a while 
I, I don't even know what it is. Well, to, to be perfectly honest, I genuinely don't. And you know, the thing is, people say, "Oh, well, you you need to get behind the manager and all that." And the subtext coming into that is always, "Well, you want Bielsa still." But it's like I knew what I was looking at when Bielsa was here, and I'm still waiting to find out what it is we've replaced him with. I mm. still don't quite know. We've seen yeah. tiny flashes of it under certain circumstances, but they, we just get dicked these days, don't we? Against the top teams, there's no contest. I mean, like you look at the Chelsea game earlier in the season when we were unlucky to lose Pe- that. People will point to the, the fact that, you know, we had the Liverpool, Man City, Spurs games in Bielsa's last little little round of matches. Don't know if you noticed, but we've lost to all those same clubs again. Well, yeah. But, so, but people will say, well, we were losing we were losing to these teams yeah, yeah. anyway. We would have lost look, them I'm not, anyway. I'm not advocating for Bielsa being back. What I'm saying is I, I knew what I was looking at then, you know, from the day from the day he walked in from that Stoke game. Mm. I was like, ah, this is what we do now. They look like they really know what they're doing. I look at this and I think, okay, now what? Mm. The, the last days of Bielsa were a plan that wasn't working or yeah. wasn't getting the results. Marsh... I don't know what the plan is. We've not, we've not seen the thing is we've not seen it work with Marsh yet, have we? So with Bielsa, you could see what we were trying to do, even if it wasn't working, because yeah. because we've not yet seen anything work under Marsh. We've had unless you count like half an hour against Norwich or something. But look at Norwich, they're shit. Yeah, <laughs> Norwich, Norwich, one, um... Norwich are fucking terrible, and so beating them two one in the last minute, like you could probably have put a bloody chimp in charge for that game, and it would have been fine. Just get the players, just just go out and just like. Beat just beat them because mm. they're fucking horrible. I thought we started... Uh, <laughs> same, with, same with Watford. Leicester game was all right and I thought we started well against Wolves but Wolves and Norwich were both... We played well with Bamford on the pitch. Mm. So as like cross your fingers and hope his feet are all right. He was he was walking around the West End tonight. He was on the gantry. I don't know if he was commentating. I hope for his sake they just, if he was just like move the microphone away from it. Don't, don't, don't try to speak um, Pat but um, yeah and I was good because... Well, you have the, we talked about it last time, but you have that option of like, do you try to get back? Do you try to make the plan that the players are still playing to work? And you have a coach who's been to World Cups, who's managed in La Liga successfully, who's managed in the uh, UEFA Cup, as it was in Europa League, and managed at the Olympics, won them, and um, all the experience, and you put it in place in the first place. And you say, well, let's trust that guy who got us here and got us into this mess and see... Um, you know, who is the most qualified football coach we can find who might be able to solve this mess. And we decided to sack him and go with... The thing is, Moscow, right? We're beating the same drum that Mm. that you've beaten before. And the point is, they sacked him, he's gone, he's taken the fall uh, for the the results that he he brought to the club. So he's taken his share of the responsibility. The problem now is what we do next. And we we might still yet stay up. Yeah. But you see these performances week after week after week after week with the players being ill-disciplined, the team is shapeless. What are they? What, what are they going to do? Also, it's, it's one of those things that you can be. It can have been the right thing to sack Bielsa, but you need to play. You need, you need to have a relationship with someone who can get results. And yeah. I know Kinnear said in the program notes today. Today, there's nothing you can do in twelve games, twelve weeks. Yes, like that. He, said he said it was impossible. He said twelve week, twelve games. I think we all said. knew um, that the full tactical transition was impossible to complete in just twelve games. But our five game on being run in two consecutive clean sheets gives us a foundation for build from our predicament has forced us to temper our offensive ambitions but being courageous in attack is still a central part of our long-term footballing vision. I mean, I don't know why we're talking about a long-term footballing vision when we're three games away from getting relegated. We've, we've been here before as well with, in middle in different circumstances but they make a change at a, a point in the season that's fairly late. It's like when we sacked Grayson and the, the justification for that was we can still get in the playoffs. Mm. 
and we Warnock will take brought Warnock in and it got worse and we Christensen things were going bad and things were things had fallen apart fully understand that brought Heckingbottom in didn't really improve no. and it, we're in that situation again where you go you you roll the dice and then you make a, a duff appointment and it doesn't work maybe, and I'm, maybe I'm risk averse so people who weren't around back then who think I'm only like we'll do anything to bring Bielsa back I wouldn't have you sacked would. Christensen I wanted Christensen to the end of the season and the more I saw of Heckingbottom after um, the more I wish, oh, we could have just given it Tommy to the end of the season. But tonight um, looked like the end of Thomas Christensen when we couldn't get through 20 minutes without a red card mm. and we were just conceding goals left, right and centre and the players were all over the place. And um, that wasn't a, a, a good sign. But yeah, I'm I'm the kind of idiot and I know I fully, you know, I am a footballing dunce, I'm just a fan, but I would have stuck with Christensen no matter how bad it Even was. Even now. <laughs> yeah, just let Debock get sent off as many times as he uh, as he wants. I mean, that's the, the that's programme. That's meaningless bullshit, isn't it? It's total meaningless bullshit. Never mind long term vision. Well, look at where we are. Look at what's mm. happening. Yeah, and it's not a question. I mean, he's saying that the only thing that's wrong with it is that you know we can't attack. Well, yeah, it's we've had to temper our offensive ambitions. I'd, like, there's tempering your offensive ambitions is maybe you know having having uh, five shots instead of ten. We can't get out of our own half. No. There is no offensive they, ambition. Keeper, Rafinha's playing right wing back. What is the, that's not tempering your offensive ambition. That's cancelling them and just hoping that um, by some grace we can beat Brighton, which I still think we will, and I still think we're staying up because it's a mad, mad world. Keeper didn't make a save tonight, did he? Why would he? Uh, let's, let's stay up so we can come back and do that all again next season where we no. get fucking dicked by all the top clubs. I think we're, we're one of the only clubs to have never beaten all of the top six in all our 12 fixtures, I think, now. and Or maybe all the ones we've done it previously have gone down. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. And I, I don't know, there's, there's that same old thing of, you know, um, putting on defenders and being defensive when you're already one down. You might as well go forward and try and cause them some problems, aren't you, as not? Well, Firpo because what, coming the goal, on, the goal difference means absolutely nothing now. Furpo coming on did mean we could move Rafinha forward. It was It was probably an attacking sub. In that regard, like bring on a defender so that thank God I can, I can now right play. Now. I can now play my best player in his right position. Surely you should be doing everything you can to to facilitate Rafinha in this situation. Mm-hmm. And I know they've got problems with you know people dropping like flies, but Christ, he's the most talented player we've had for what did we say twenty years? We decided, yeah, probably. Just build everything around no, him. Put some respect on Robert Snodgrass's name. Also, I mean, Jordan Bataka was. Was a, a good player. Just, and, just uh, build everything. Was playing around. tonight. In fact, I still get goal alert when uh, <laughs> it wasn't a goal alert. He got subbed off. I was um, thought. I thought of um, not not Bataka, but um, Habibu tonight. Actually, mm. if, we, if we're going to drag up names from the past, watching Junior Furpo, he's got that Labrador with a balloon quality about him. In the same way, that, kicking the ball about. <laughs> oh, I think he should have got booked at one point as well. He did. He did a really late tackle on someone, but the ref it, there was ref played advantage. I don't think he could be asked going back to book him. We just went. Ah. Have you seen um, Luciano Becchio's words this evening? In bad times, I love you even more. White heart, yellow heart, blue heart, always leads. And he's Has flexing. he done his coaching badges? He scored uh, that. He gave us that lovely moment against Chelsea when they absolutely yeah. trounced us 5-1, didn't he? Uh, it, was nice. it was fun for a minute, at least. Talk, that game. talk to me about Dan James's red cards. Yeah, at least we can call him. It's one of the only things I've actually properly retained from that game. An idiotic little scum bastard, we can call him, yeah. yeah. But the, I mean, He the, was playing well. Before. I thought energy, running about, scampering, effort... And yeah, that's what I was about to say, because um, we're talking about Rafinha being best player of 20 years. He, I thought Rafinha's doing, is trying. Any sort of question of him, like kind of, he's off to Barcelona and he doesn't care anymore. He's the only one where we got a free kick out wide, um, pleading with the other players. He's mm-hmm. like, everybody just get in the box. Yeah. I, I can 
put in a good ball, get in the box, and I'm still doing this. And there was one point, so this actually goes on to just general disorganisation, but we came out in the second half. There was um, Rafinha came over to the, he was on the left wing, and he turned around, he tried to play a pass backwards, and it just went out of play. And so it was terrible. But then Marsh is looking at him, and, he's, he's, and the conversation was, why are you here? Go back to the right wing. You're supposed to be over there. So I don't know under what world who is actually managing the team. We've got Rafinha who's kind of saying, right, lads, get up for this set piece. And then he's just wandering over the, to play on the left wing and Marsh is saying, why are you here? So that doesn't, and this is two minutes after half time as well. So we're absorbing whatever tactical plans and, you know, the half German, half sweary kind of uh, team talk that he gave for, um, in the Liverpool dressing rooms, all that. This is not and fucking French shift dinner. <laughs> And then they're coming out and Rafinha's just like, well, I think I fancy playing on the left for a bit. I know you're playing on the right. It's just that, it, none of it feels organised. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good. And Phillips, the second goal is just, he turns around. I think he's looking for, because he's, we talked about this last time. He's now, there's somebody else alongside him, Bate, who I thought struggled, but he's a kid, so fair enough. And he played well against Arsenal and I was happy he started. Um, but he's looking around going, that's got to be somebody else's man. There's nobody there. And he just does, he just stands and watch um, Pulisic score because he's like, well, I, there's nothing I can do now. Did you, enjoy, uh, did you enjoy Diego Llorente treading on the ball and letting um, yeah. three Chelsea players pour forward? Mm. That, that, was well, their, that was their third, wasn't it? He had, um, he had no options. And it's like Rodrigo as well. Rodrigo tied himself out tonight, beating four players and passing back to Melier. I don't know how many times that happened, mm. but he's just got nowhere else to go. And I don't even, I feel bad for... Urente on that goal because I'm looking at him and he's, he just can't find anyone to give the ball to. Mm-hmm. There's no width. I, I'm, I'd made a note of it in the 87th minute. Phillips had the ball and he did well, retained yep. it well and he was kind of running out towards our right hand side and in the end he lost it because there's just no one there. Yep. He was just, it, everyone was waiting for more and more, more and more Chelsea players were arriving to take the ball off him and eventually he was like, 
It's not even well, about obviously, having. Well, obviously, I'm just going to give it to him because there's there's no one to pass to it. Because no one no one is asked about actually getting in a position. For I mean, him to just pass. on Rodrigo as well. There were occasions when he take a first touch and then a second touch and then a third yeah. touch and then a fourth touch and when he should have and he'd lose it. He should have released what's his face down the wing in the second half. Um, was, he was oh, right back, Robin see. Cock. Uh, no. He was right wing in the second half. Yeah, it was the other side. I'm trying to find it. He did, uh, well, talk amongst yourselves while I try to find it. <laughs> Someone else. Um, Someone else. Get Jason Pierce back to play uh, wing back. That's oh, nice, Click was free. And if he'd played Click through, he was behind. Um, but he just dawdled on it. But then two minutes later... He did play Furpole down the wing and Furpole put in a really good cross. That one mm. that Rafinha um, yeah. he couldn't get uh, over the header, but it was that was actually a, a beautiful cross. So we can do things. Mm. <laughs> there, there is I think that was there. I think that was our um, best chance of the game, was that one, according to was the, there, uh, was, the there stats. A, was there a sarcastic cheer when we had our actual that attempt on goal in the second half? Uh yes. There was a mixture of sarcastic cheers and legitimate cheers, the same as when they scored their second and third Leeds fans. It's become that thing that will outsing uh, the opposition, um, even when they're scoring goals. But the other good chance um, was Joffe putting a beautiful cross from the other side. Mm. But unfortunately, it was Robin Cock who was playing centre forward at that point, and he's <laughs> he just headed over because uh, he did his best. Man City have won five one at Wolves tonight. Well, they'll do that. Good for them. And then they'll have Erling Haaland. So it just goes to show what a good result. It was against them. And Everton can't, Everton can't beat Watford Reserves. No. That's interesting. Mm. It, do, it does keep them in just within touching distance, doesn't it, with the game yeah. that they should have yeah. won, really. And then Burnley, uh, they've got, they're worried about whether Tarkowski's going to play. And even though every time I watch him play, he's scoring an own goal, um, apparently their other centre-halves are worse. So it's going to be Shane, is it Shane? No, Shane Long's a striker. Whoever. Shane Lowry then. They've got a couple of Lousy centre-backs to come and then Vidra um, karma for messing us about and um, we signed the summer we signed Bamford when he's sitting in City Square pretending he was signing for Leeds so he could get his move to Burnley he's done his um, Finally those chickens come home to roost Moscow Well they have in a way because he was, he's done his cruciate and he was supposed to be his contract runs out in the summer and he was going to leave Burnley and go to like get some big payday and not now he's just going to send Burnley down because he can't play um, so they Burnley are really worried Burnley have got Spurs Villa, who just beat them, and those are both away, and then they're at home to Newcastle. We've got Brighton and Brentford. So and I just don't see. We just have to play better than that, though. Yeah, there's, there's no there's no way we can play like that. Do we get, get a new result. manager in for Sunday? <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, is it Eddie Gray's moment? I don't honestly care if we do. It's one of the, yeah, no, and well, we won't, and it would be stupid. But equally, if they said tonight is sacked, I would go. Yeah, fine. <laughs> not not really bothered. I don't think we'd be taking anything apart in sacking him, would we? It'd be the thing. How many bad consecutive games? Oh, I shouldn't keep mentioning no, that. But how many bad move consecutive on. Move games? On. Uh, but the problem oof. is, I can't move on because every new thing that happens just makes it look dafter and dafter that we've done this instead of, you know, it's not a question of I'd rather have gone down with Bielsa. It's of, I think we might have given ourselves a better chance, genuinely, because the players would still know what they were supposed to be doing even if they couldn't do it anymore. Mm. They're not running around like headless chickens. We have we have absolutely no idea what to do in possession. Nope. It's, 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 it's really, add, really alarming. Can we just add, add as well about the, the Red Bull thing? It's SARD, isn't it, the German acronym? And mm. the second bit is A. I can't remember what it stands for, but it's all in! Or something yeah. like that. And this is where I think maybe the red cards are maybe coming in because the idea is that you go in proper hard. 
Mm. And that seems to be causing one or two problems in the Premier League. Mm. Well, he's saying it's, yeah. So did we do this that he said he thought the game was there for us when Dan James was sent off? Was it? Yes. We're not worn down by that. He's, he it's says, delusional uh, Warnockism is that. That's what he always used to do. He'd pick on a referee's decision the, in a game you'd been absolutely shitting and then go, well, that, that I think that's turned it for us, really. And you think, you're not watching the same bloody game as everyone else. Um, like, we were terrible until that point and we were terrible after that point. He says, I love these players. They fight to the end. We have to be aggressive against the ball, but we've been too aggressive and the situation of the table has something to do with that. So um, that's where we are. Too aggressive. At least he didn't celebrate tonight. Well, oh, it's just, it's, it's just a struggle, isn't it? It's a struggle. You know, if uh, if the old transition, the tactical transition, couldn't have been done in twelve games, well, why did they do it? Well, because uh, if the justification is defensive solidity, which is what Angus Kinnear seems to be saying, how many goals have we conceded since he's been in? Or if it can't, if it can't be done, I, I, I possibly accept it can't be completely done. So don't try to completely change it mm. make tweaks to it don't mm. don't completely tear it up and go right every, all the width we used to have none of that anymore because that's what we've done it's a team with wingers in it like we've got wingers everywhere I mean, we thankfully, could bring Paveda back we could bring Costa back Somerville there's so many wingers here and then we go completely narrow I mean they're all injured now well, or yes. suspended so now we have maybe that's part of the master plan so now we have no yeah, wingers so you're, ask, you're asking for wingers you can't have them now they won't so bother us anymore <laughs> so we've conceded 5 9 10 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 goals so far in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 I mean, games. That's, that's an improvement, but you I mean you have got to factor in the fact that there's um, there have been games against Watford and... Well, be, let's, uh, let's try and be fair to Jesse Marsh. Will I be, before we do that, will I be shot for saying that um, had we been marking man-to-man, Mason Mount would have just had a free shot on the edge of the penalty area. Mm. But I suppose there's also there's the things, as you say, there's a system not working and I think the problem now is even if we're not doing that kind of marking anymore somebody has to be on mount like mm. you can't just appear at the edge of our box he just kept dropping off didn't he into that little pocket of space and that's it and so all the you know the, and why didn't Dan the, James injure him <laughs> all the gonna, evils if you're going to get uh, one yeah get a good one all the evils of our old style of play but at least that was um, that would have been taken care of because somebody would have been in his face the whole time yeah right? but then instead Rudiger had run through and scored. Probably, probably. Let's try and be fair to Jesse Marsh then, um, because he's becoming the lightning rod for a lot of this criticism, it feels like. We were doing all right for five games, weren't we, before we faced Man City, Arsenal and Chelsea. Do we really expect anything out of these mm. games? No, it's true. That's why I'm still, we'll, we'll be Brighton. Something mm. Matt's going to, you'll just sort them all out because professional pride in it. And he's got that, they've got that. And the mad thing is as well, like when we played Brentford earlier in the season, they looked terrible. Mm. I mean, they're, just, they're a bit of a attacking threat, but they look mm. like really, one of the really weaker sides of we, the first we, we, be- we were better than them for a large period of it, and then they, they came, they had a sort of half hour, didn't they, and scored a couple. And As long as um, nobody, we haven't spent like three years winding Brentford up. <laughs> even, even Tony's already tweeting about the uh, Stuart Dallas mind the gap thing. Um, I mean, the guy's broken his leg. I don't know what more Tony wants. And he hates Brentford anyway. So we, we really need uh, Pontus just to do us a favour. Mm. Come on, lads. Mm. don't do this to us but you know it's just help <laughs> somebody help could we put put Pontus in charge how, how much further have we got in this season we've got Sunday and then one Sunday after that is that it mm-hmm. yeah good it's going to be a long week next week not long not long to go you've got the excitement of Thursday though haven't you of course of uh, where we could see what happens there Maybe well even uh, confirm safe confirm, confirm down the, the thing we're being screwed a little bit on the fixtures because Sunday um, Burnley kick off at noon at Tottenham 
So that's going to have, I mean, that will affect things, won't it? The mood. Yeah. No, it's, it's good that that's early. I prefer that. I prefer knowing what we have to do. Did you detect a note mm. of mischief in the air tonight? Like in the crowd? Out? In the crowd? Mm. I'm not talking like Guy Fawkes planting fireworks, not fireworks, uh, explosives in the Houses of Parliament mischief. I'm talking like within the crowd, that, on being on the cusp of, of, of singing things. Mm, I think it'll happen. I think there's, there's a little bit there's, of leads on leads in the East Stand, you know, not actual there? fighting, but yeah, that, because for reasons I don't know, everybody suddenly stood up for the whole game against Man United and it was, it was the same tonight. Mm. Normally everyone sits down in the East. I um, will give, sorry, carry on. No, I was just going to say and it was annoying some people and some people won't sit down because if they sat down then they couldn't see. So mm. they needed to see, and, you know, the usual bollocks. I will give Jesse Marsh some credit. I think it went under the radar a bit in his press conference um, yesterday. When he was asked what he expected from the crowd, he said nothing. He said, I don't expect or demand anything other than what I've already seen. Mm. And that's the perfect answer. He at least has been wise enough. Um, and maybe he's learned from kind of his like marching about at the end of the city game, which was just a bit weird. But he's, he's like, right, I don't actually need to ask the fans to do anything. Don't need to tell them to turn up, cheer a bus. Don't need to tell them to, to get behind the lads. Um, any more than they already have because I don't know how anybody could look at the the Man City game Arsenal away tonight as well and think oh we, need, we really need to tell the fans to, to get behind the team and Marsh I, I was very happy to hear him uh, say that that he's he's not going to ask the fans to do anything he's actually you know he said I mean it's not worked out but he said I'll promise to them that we're going to put a team on the pitch that is ready to go so he's not saying the fans need to do anything he's like I'm going to make a promise to the fans Um so he, you know, it's obviously, it's clear that me and him are chalk and cheese and he ain't my type. But At least he had the good sense just to, when well, on, on, on the lap of appreciation after the game then that he just, it was a it was a more reserved, um, polite ripple of applause. You didn't see me slide down the tunnel, no? <laughs> Punch in the air. Helicoptering. <laughs> Getting little Jesse out. Uh, uh, yeah. As we keep saying, soon be dead. Oh, oh. God. Us. Oh, okay. And I'll be over. <laughs> No, we're going. We're going to have many more years of long, happy life in the Premier League, and uh, and even if we're not, we'll have it in the Championship. You know, I've been there before. Yeah, I've been there before. Yeah, it'll be all right. So have I. And we've all been there before. If you've only uh, hopped on for the Premier League part of this, and you know that can be because of your age or you just weren't aware of Leeds. If we go down, stick around. Yeah, like it's, it's a just, good laugh. Yeah. Like this, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. Um, it's like this. This is this is very much leads to the last three years before this season feel like a, a glorious happy delusion. And if you got involved for that, I mean, I the first things that happened when I was a Leeds fan, I'm from Leeds, so that's why I started supporting them. But we won the title. I was like, great. And then it's not been like that for thirty years this week. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, stick around and just see how weird it can get. Are we too nice to them at the end after a performance like that? Because I I felt really quite pissed off with a number of them and the manager after that and then everyone they're getting like sort of cheered off the pitch and you think well is there, does there come a point where it's better to give them a bollocking rather than rather than cheer them because do, do they leave thinking oh well they seem everyone seems happy enough with that I don't think that's the message they're taking from it I, I think, I think they're getting that this isn't good enough but we are still supporting them despite it mm. they can't be that <laughs> I hope they realise <laughs> I think they realise I think I think they realised. Did you notice um, a number of fan accounts all tweeting very similar words out earlier on that they'd heard a rumour about the bus going down Lowfields Road at 5.30? Mm. It's almost like somebody was like telling them <laughs> to, to mention to people so yes. people would come down. 
Have you have you noticed like when we do shit, like we hold up big silly cards, or we all wear t-shirts, or we're encouraged to go uh, clap the bus down a road, but it never works. Mm-hmm. I think well, maybe what they should maybe try on Sunday is doing nothing and leaving us alone. That's where uh, that's why I was giving Jesse Marsh the credit. Really, it's um, you know he's doing a lot to rub me up the wrong way, particularly relegating us. But <laughs> um, if he's managed to learn in, if he's managed that's, to, that's the top of the list, is it? Top of the, that's the top of the list. It's quite high up there. The yeah. Gandhi thing, actually, I, I wrote about that after his press conference. And I, that's fine. Like people use motivational quotes. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's probably didn't deserve all the attention that it's yeah, got. Yeah, but we're trying to do set. We're trying to do set pieces. Stop using him now. Um, so there's all that, but um, but if he's learned um, in the two months that he's been here or whatever that um, that we don't need to be told that he doesn't need to ask for support. He sh- he's not. He shouldn't have to. Ex- ex- he doesn't expect anything more from the fans that we've already given. I think it's a really good way of putting it then people who've been here a lot longer should know. But somehow they just don't trust. Well, this is it. They don't trust us. And it's kind of, it comes down to... Um, they, don't, tr- they don't understand us, do they? Don't understand us. And I think you'll you'll rip my face off for taking it back to this, but did they trust and understand the best managers they ever had either? It always comes back to this thing of just like the, the panic, they lose faith in what they're doing and then they do something stupid. So, you know, it's the same thing. It's like they just, oh no. I mean, I don't know how you can't... That's why I said, I don't know how you come out of the the Man City game and you think oh we'd better put on something for the fans to make sure they support us in the next game it just it's like it's a la- it's a complete lack of faith and understanding in what is happening around you and the, the best thing the best thing we have now is, is the support of the fans it's the one thing that is standing up game after game after game it's astonishing that that is still happening when they so, quite frankly don't deserve it some of them exactly and then so how they're then thinking oh well we better do something to make that happen it's it's that kind of thinking you have to, to interfere and having a lack of faith in the people who have who know better mm-hmm. um, and honestly and you can say this about absolutely any football club in the world that the fans know better know its history know its culture better than the people who happen to buy it and they need to understand the kind of the limits of the decisions that they can make and the influence that they can have and it's often um, yeah I feel like that's kind of her I feel like some of the stuff that that they do is I don't know who drives it. I'm guessing Radrizani just because of the way he is. I feel sometimes he sees things, other people do things and thinks, oh, well, I want to do that. So like I've seen I've seen other clubs do like the big thing and stand with the word and yeah. I've seen other We need fans, to stand out. We need to be different. I've, I've seen other yeah. fans doing the thing outside the ground greeting the coach. Let's, let's do that. Let's force, yeah. let's force that. Oh, I've seen NFTs. Juventus have done an NFT. Why aren't we doing NFTs? Let's do one of them. Yeah. Let's have a rebrand. Let's do no. it. Do you, know, do you know what they should try doing? Putting together a good fucking football team. <laughs> yeah. Do that first and we'll worry about the rest. If yeah. anybody needed instructions this week, it's not the fans to sing and clap and shout and cheer. It's the coach to play with width. Please just put some... They could put that on the East stand. Have width. Width. <laughs> We've got to leave it there. That's perfect. The word, I want to see the word say, girth on the East stand. <laughs> say no more. Say Brighton. no more. Uh, right, apologies if you did try and watch the live stream tonight as well. We just uh, the internet has been an, an absolute dog, so we'll, uh, we've recorded it. We'll upload it. Hopefully, you're watching it, listening to it, and we'll be back. Uh, what day is it now? Oh, bloody hell, Phil Hay with his showbiz demands wants us back in here at nine thirty. Oh my re- god, to record the Phil Hay show tomorrow morning. I hope you're going to rewatch that game as uh, homework. <laughs> no, what we'll do is we'll go. We'll go Phil, write about uh, it. Phil, talk to us about that game. Mm. <laughs> and go put the kettle on for a bit. Right. Um, yeah. Thank you for joining us on the match ball and. Uh, We'll do it again on Sunday, shall we? Yeah, we'll make sure that the internet works live for our post-Brighton and we've won, Burnley have lost, Leeds are staying up. That's Sunday. The party, you mean? Mm-hmm. The and party. everybody, whatever 
uh, deity you choose to believe in just makes Sunday morning the the day that you ask them. Yeah, come and join us party, favors. and we'll speak to you then. Thank you. The match ball. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.